now proud partner of the Clydesdale Media. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. All right, guys, I want to tell you a little bit about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing brand that proceeds of the shirts, the hats, and everything else go to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. This whole t-shirt company started from me taking care of a five-year-old girl from the emergency department at the Children's Hospital I worked at in Atlanta for a while back. Um, I thought I needed to do a little bit more than kind of just talk about my story. So this is how I started the clothing line because I wanted to show people that even though diabetics have this really bad disease, we can still do amazing things in our life and diabetes won't stop, you know, stop us reaching our goals. So go check out type1lifting.com. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, you can always reach me out on Instagram. It's type1lifting and hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the type one lifting podcast. The company's called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom. And the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28. So if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves and I love them so much. They haven't the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past. Uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com. Uh, check out what they have in the store. Use the promo code type one and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to a new episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have a very, very exciting guest. I've been wanting to get him on for a while. Uh, to be honest, I've just been chicken shit to get up to tech and talk text him. Um, he is the owner and head coach of Underdog Athletics. Justin Kotler, how are you doing? I'm good, Tom. How are you? Not bad. So um, I just want to let you know, we actually have a couple things in common. Oh, yeah? So okay, let me know. We're, we're both old. So I'm yes. 40, I'll am i be 43. 47. Yep. I'm older. And, <laughs> so, um, we both played collegiate basketball. Ah, you're a lot taller than me, though. Uh, I'm I'm only five eleven. You're you're six six. So, yep. what were you? Uh, what small forward? No, I well, like a power forward, like like okay. center for some reason. So, I love wow. my my whole game was just rebounding. Like I didn't care about playing defense. I was playing defense. I didn't care about scoring. Just like rebounds. I was like. Dennis Rodman, but left the, I was about to say you yeah. and Dennis Rodman. There you go. Yeah, you yeah. Dennis Rodman, Ben Wallace. There you yep, go. pretty That's much. Three. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing is, we both have kids. Yes. How many? How many do you have? So I have a, I have two. I have a seven and a uh, four year old. The All oldest. Right, so we're close. Yeah. So the we're oldest close. one's a boy, and the youngest one's a girl. So I've got a five year old girl and a two and a and a two and a half year old boy. So we're, we're you know what it's like to be in the weeds twenty four seven. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So when you, when you became a dad for the first time, what yeah. was your thought going through your mind of like, like, is, is this real? Is this happening? Yeah. I, you know, what's funny is my wife always makes fun of me because I feel like for women and men, it's very different, right? Mm -hmm. Because obviously they're carrying the child. So they, they can feel, they feel it. Their hormonal changes. There's all these things happening. And, and as a, as a guy, you're just like, 
okay, like we're going to have a kid. All right. And I, I think it just doesn't really hit you until the moment it happens. Mm-hmm. And then when it happens, it's just the most overwhelming experience in the world. There's, there's all, you know, I, it's, it's impossible to describe. And I always say that to, to people, um, you know, when I have friends who are expecting and I'm like, you, you don't get it. You won't get it until mm-hmm. it happens. And then once it happens, uh, there's, there's, there's no way to describe it. I, you know, my, my daughter, um, who I've been obsessed with, you know, since she was born, um, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's just an unreal kind of out of body experience. Um, and when it happened and, and that you can love something that much that, that you've known for five seconds, you know, uh, and then it just continues to grow from there. Uh, and, and, you know, I think the toughest thing for, for, for me about having a second child was thinking like, how am I going to love this second child as much as I love, you know, I don't have enough love to go around. Yeah. Like it's just not going to, it's not going to happen, but then somehow it does, you know, and, and, and uh, my son Jackson is, you know, obviously he's the second light of our life. So yeah, man, it's, it's amazing. It's an incredible experience. It's obviously incredibly challenging and difficult, you know, uh, Every day, you know, there are parts of the day where like, oh my gosh, I yep. just, you know, they're, yep. they're, they're destroying the house and, yep. and hitting each other and, you know, like running around, banging on things and breaking everything. And we just moved into a new house and, and they're destroying it already. And, but you know, at the, you know, you just, what are you going to do? You know, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's part of it. And then you're going to miss those moments, yep. you know, when they grow up and, hit the teenage years, which I'm sure are going to be hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. you know, especially for us older dads. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's incredible. And it, it helps to have a rock star wife who kind of holds everything together, allows me to be a dreamer. And, you know, she's, she's definitely more, more grounded and practical. And, and I'm, I kind of have my head in the clouds a lot of the time. And, and, uh, it's a good balance between the two of us. And I think it's a good balance for the kids too, because I think they have, a little bit of both of us. And, you know, I think they've, they've, they've both, they have a lot of the traits that we have too, which is cool. My wife and I are both, you know, pretty good athletes and and also have music in our background and, and both our kids are uh, showing, showing signs of being, you know, pretty, pretty good athletes, uh, mm-hmm. especially my daughter um, and, and both extremely musical. I think my son is going to get the music bug even more than my daughter. Um, but, but that's exciting. It's exciting to see those things. Yeah. So when, uh, when we had my son Bennett, the first one, and then we were talking about having a second one, I'm like, she's like, what do you think about having another one? I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty cool with one. Yeah. I'm pretty cool with one. <laughs> I was like, cause, cause like, I, I don't know. It was, it was just like nerve wracking. Cause like mainly for me, it was, my wife was like sick every single day during the pregnancy. And it yeah. was, it wasn't like, Oh, you know, a couple months here, like she's good, but it was like the whole oh, time. And I felt so, rough. I felt so bad because she would literally have to have a banana right beside her bed, just like, and wouldn't even like she get up and like, she wouldn't even get up. She would like lay in the bed and start eating something because as she got up, she immediately had to run to the bathroom. And I, oh, I felt, oh my gosh. And, and like she That's was brutal. taking like Zofran, Diclegis, like all these like anti nausea medications. And it wasn't even like touching, touching her. Wow. And so, that's and, tough. Yeah. And so she was like, what, what do you think about having another one? I'm like, like, 
do you, do you like do you realize like you're sick like for the whole time she's like no no it won't be that bad no it was 10 times worse for her because it was no. a girl yes yep oh man that's brutal yeah, yeah. My, my wife's second pregnancy was definitely tougher on her uh but that it, that that said like the first one was a breeze she will tell you like she mm-hmm. She had the easiest pregnancy with Ivy, and then a much and then she a much tougher one, I would say, with Jackson. Like she she didn't feel great, but I think compared to what you're telling me, I I think she had it pretty pretty easy comparatively. Yes, very um, much so. Yeah, but of course, you know, I always say like it's hilarious because you know, like as a dad, it's it's just I, we we can't. We, they've done the hard work, man. They've done the heavy lifting at this point, and 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 you know, we can't really complain about much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, <laughs> true, true. You yeah. know. Yep, definitely. Yeah. But um, did you have you ever heard of push presence before? Push presence. Yeah. Mm. So, well, you're lucky because um, it's it you have. So the thing is, is after your wife gives birth, you have to give her a present, which is like a a, a gift for like. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, push yeah. Push pre- okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Push yeah, present. Yeah. Yes, 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 I got it. So yeah. I I never believed that. I the when when my like uh, my uh, she was pregnant with my first first child, I was like that's that's a load of crap there's there's no way no way and then like one night she was just like like retching the whole time and like she gets out of the bathroom and looks at me she's like so i deserve a push present now and i'm like yes yes you yes do. yes yeah whatever yes. you want just tell me yeah yeah so <laughs> I, I i never even knew about it because even like i talked to my other coworkers and like yeah like this i've never heard that either and i'm like oh okay but then i found out like this is a legit thing uh, that's a real thing yeah yeah, yeah that's a real thing yeah, so did you do sure. anything like, did you do anything kind of like a push present? I think all? of what I, what I, I, I'm pretty sure that I did. Um, but honestly, at this point, I, I, I'm having a challenging time remembering, um, feel like it's dad memory. Oh, dude. I was just talking about <laughs> it with my wife earlier today. Honestly, like I, I swear sometimes you're just like, you know, I, I, the other day, I, so I love to cook and I, I, I had made steak and I had, you know, we, we had leftovers. I cut mm-hmm. steak up and, you know, you put it in the uh, in Tupperware container and stuff. And my wife, like an hour later, I don't know why, thank God she did. She went into the Tupperware cabinet and there was the Tupperware <laughs> container with the steak in the cabinet. Yeah, hundred percent. Just, I had, I had cut it up and I was over by the Tupperware cabinet and I must have been doing something else, thinking about something else, you know, and I literally had just put the steak right in the Tupperware container, a cabinet in a container. Yeah, it's a it's a scary thing, bro. And and I yeah. feel like dub- doubly like I don't want to admit it, but like doubly like getting older and dad brain and you put those two together and it's it's a miracle that I can get dressed in the morning and, and accomplish things. So, yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, that's the same with me. Like, I'll, I'll leave like refrigerated medication out on the counter because I'm like yeah. running around getting them, then the kids like driving them to school and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh man, this is, you know, it, it's unreal. And then, like, I, like, my wife thinks, yeah. my wife is always tells me I'm a, I am perfect at memorizing useless knowledge. Everything, if it's serious, like, I'm just forget it, like, game over. <laughs> that's awesome. I, hey, I mean, at least like you're probably pretty good at Jeopardy then. Right. Yeah. Like. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think. Like. Like. People's like my my kids' social security numbers. Nope. Like. No. No. That. Like. Oh, no. Gosh, no. Or like. No yeah. Like birthdays. I'm like. Nope. And like. I have a large family of like cousins. I have like thirty cousins on one side and like forty three on the other side. And so I I don't remember like half their names. It's just like. 
That's hilarious. They're like, oh, so I'm that? good at I'm good at those. Like I'm I'm pretty good with names. I'm I'm incredibly good at remembering like workout times and like what you know of like athletes and stuff. Carrie will just be like, hey, well, what did I get in uh, 2015? Blah blah blah. And I'll like know that. You know what I mean? But yeah, mm-hmm. oh, 100. percent Then there's things that she'll be like, remember when I asked you to do so and so? I'll be like, no, I don't do that at all. <laughs> Yeah, like forgetting stuff. Of the, yeah, like forgetting stuff at the grocery store too. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Or like she'll be like, "Hey, can you drop this off at so and so before you leave the house?" And I'll leave the house, and then she'll take a picture of it sitting on the counter and send it to me. And I'll be like, "Well, what do you expect?" I mean, yeah. that's you know, that's par for the course. Yeah. It would be actually it would be an, it would be amazing if I remembered. Like that would be something new and impressive. The mm-hmm. fact that I forgot. That's status quo. I'm comfortable right there. That's, that's yeah. my lane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you said you uh, recently moved into a new house. Um, yes. So how, I, I know you had a really crappy landlord in the, before in the, a previous home from what I heard. Sure. And so, yes. did, so did you move into another apartment or did you move into a new house? No, we bought a house. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it, it actually turned out that the crappy landlord was the catalyst for buying the house, which, which I think my wife and I are, are, probably pretty happy about so mm. so at the end of the day we can thank him even though he's an asshole um <laughs> yeah you know so w- when we moved to vegas right it was pandemic time and and prices were really low here in vegas um and so but you know flash, fast forward uh two years later uh we signed a two-year lease we had a, a great deal we had a beautiful house in a beautiful area of las vegas and our landlord uh you know let us know he was going to raise our rent 60 percent not 16 percent six zero percent um market rate right like what, what you know the market increase essentially has been 25 percent. so that would have been i would have been fine with that like mm-hmm. i would have been like you know what I mean, it's, it's post pandemic. Things are going crazy in Las Vegas because everyone's moving here from California. We moved here from New York. Like, so, but when he said 60%, you know, we, we got kind of, you know, got on the phone with our broker and our broker like, was like, this guy's insane. You know, I mean, let me, let me do some comps from around the neighborhood. And we presented it to him and he was like, no. Um, and we were like, okay, well then we're not staying, you know? So you, here's our, you know, our 30 days notice we're not staying. Um, and so, well, actually we didn't even say 30 days notice. What we said was, okay, then, then we're going to try to find a house to buy, but Mm -hmm. most likely we're not going to be able to close for a few months. So can we do month to month? We've been here two years, never missed a payment. We're great tenants. We actually paid upfront the first year, like, you know, we're, we're phenomenal tenants. And he was like, no, I need you out, um, by the date that your lease ends. So we were living like gypsies for a few months, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but my wife, it was funny. Cause I, I went on the road for semifinals. I was gone for four straight weeks and she bought a house while I was gone. So, <laughs> you know, she went, she, she, she looked at a few things. She's like, listen, I found something. I love it. Um, you know, can I buy it? I was like, yeah, of course <laughs> I trust you, you know? Um, so it, it's worked out. You know, the only tough thing was we were, we were basically living like gypsies for, for, for two months, uh, waiting for the house to close. But now that we're in the house, it's amazing. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're putting it together. Um, it's, it's going great next week. We'll get the landscaping done. So it's all, it's all coming together. My wife's 
you know, done an incredible job. She's a rock star. And, and I've, you know, she, she's let me have a couple of things that I can say, Hey, you know, I've had a lot of say with the landscape. I don't, I'm not too picky about that stuff. I, I care the most, the thing I care the most about is the backyard. And eventually like we want to upgrade the master bathroom, master shower, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But that's like next year's project. The landscaping is this year's project in the backyard. And then next year will be that, but everything else I'm kind of like, you know, do your thing. Yeah. That that's kind of like, that's kind of like us too, but my family. So I was, I was up in Massachusetts cause my dad was in the ICU just to kind of like watch, look at, watch him. And, um, and all of a sudden, like we got, we got a house. And so she literally was like moving everything. She got like a couple moving guys and, and like wrapped everything up. And like, while I'm like up, up North for like five days, just like, you know, like hanging out with the family and stuff like that. I'm like, you okay? She's like, I'm distressed. It's okay. You know? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'll, don't, I'll be down there shortly. And then we started packing more stuff when I got down and literally moved into the house like a couple days later. Wow. Yeah. And moving sucks, right? Oh. I mean, moving's just, it's the worst. Mm -hmm. um, so my wife is now like, we're never moving again. I yep, hope you like the here. house because this is our forever house. So yeah. it's like, okay, sounds good. I mean, the good thing is we love Vegas and the kid, it's great for the kids. And, and, uh, you know, we, we've, we've really made a home here and laid roots and, you know, underdogs is doing well. And, and it's a, it's a great place to, to host athletes and have athletes come here. And so it's, it's turned out to be a pretty good situation. Yeah. So have your athletes helped you move at all? They did. Some of them did. Yeah. We had a few that came and, and helped out. We had a few, uh, of, of the, of the guys that are part of our management team, you know, that, that helped out. Um, but, yeah, but for the most part, they they love the fact that we've we've finally gotten settled because um, we do like a month. I love to cook, so uh, monthly, like I'll I'll uh, smoke something, oh, be nice. some type of meat, you know, steaks or pork butt or baby back ribs or whatever. So they're happy we're settled now, so they can come <laughs> over and, and eat. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's the thing they're most excited about. Yeah. So does your wife is your wife buying more tchotchkes for like the house and everything like that? She's done a honestly. Well, it's not my my wife's not like crazy about like we're more minimalists. Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah. Um, so we got a new couch and you know kind of a new like you know uh, new TV and sound system downstairs, which is amazing because we're both we're both big sports fans. Well, I'm a big sports fan. She's a big Green Bay Packers fan. That's okay. that's about as that runs the gamut. She's a huge cheesehead, but really all she cares about is Packers. She doesn't care about any other sports or any other teams. I'm just a, a massive sports fan in general. I pretty much watch everything. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we love having, you know, the, the new TV and sound system. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, we had a lot of, a lot of furniture that, that we were able to, to transfer over, which was great. We got a few new things, um, you know, but really excited about getting the, the, the landscaping done in the backyard because I mean, Vegas, I mean, you know, right now, it's perfect. You wake up in the morning, it's 75 degrees. It's like 92 and dry, which feels like 80 and, and, you know, mm -hmm. and dry everywhere else. Um, it's just, it's just perfect weather right now. So being able to get that right now is just dirt. So being able to have, <laughs> you know, the landscaping company yeah. come and put in pavers and turf and, you know, just, just make it really nice for, for us and the kids to be able to spend more time out there. Um, I'm stoked about that. Yeah. So, um, what is it like raising kids in Vegas? Cause obviously everyone sees like the Vegas strip and stuff like that, but what is it really like, like outside the strip? 
it's it's nothing like that so the strip is awesome if you want to go and see a show if you want to get dressed up and you know i always say it's disney world for adults there's Mm -hmm. anything you want to get into you can go down there uh you know since we've moved here we've we've been there probably you could count it on on two hands in 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 two years you know and and we'll go down there generally we'll take the kids and we'll go to the bellagio to see the new um the, the new setup for the conservatory like it's you know they 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 have this like uh flower garden conservatory that's you know, they they change four times a year oh, and cool. the kids just love it yeah, yeah it's amazing um and then my wife and i've gone to a concert and and uh you know we we have had dinner a few times but I went to the strip a lot more, you know, <laughs> in my twenties and thirties, yeah. yeah. going for you know bachelor parties and hanging out and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I I I would say the strip is one of those things that people see, and it's obviously you know unbelievably touristy. But at the end of the day, if you live here, you, you rarely go there. You know, the locals don't go there, and and Vegas is is an amazing place. Um, it actually has kind of a small town feel, you know, there's a a lot of new developments. It's Mm -hmm. incredibly well manicured, um, you know, and it's beautiful, you know, it's, it's, it's a different type of beauty, right? It's, it, there's not, you know, the the trees and the rolling hills and things in in the Northeast. No, it's, it's desert, but mountains and red rocks and all these incredible things to see Lake Mead and Mount Charleston, Red Rock Canyon. So some of the best rock climbing in the world, incredible hiking, you can be outdoors all the time. So growing up, you know, we, we were in New York. Uh, I grew up in South Florida. I was used to being outside 24 seven. Yeah. I went to college in the Northeast, you know, at the university of Pennsylvania. And then from there I, I was a musician and I moved from Philadelphia to New York and I spent 20 years in New York. And I always said, you can take the boy out of Florida, but you can't take the Florida out of the boy. I hate cold weather. Just always have. Yep. <laughs> uh, so moving here and waking up every day, and this is even better weather than Florida, much better because in Florida, you know, you get the humidity. The humidity yep. Oh my God. You know, it's uh, 95 degrees and then 90% humidity. It feels like it's a thousand degrees outside. You know, in Vegas, you get that one month that's kind of unbearable where it could be a 110 plus, yep. but I'm telling you right now, 105 and dry is a hundred times better than 90 and humid. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then the rest of the year is perfect, you know? And, and so it's, it's just awesome to be able to be outside year round, have the kids be outside and enjoy being outside in New York. We were really cramped in an apartment and now we have a beautiful house and, and have been able to cut living expenses. Uh, it's, it's honestly, it's been a phenomenal move. We have really enjoyed it. Um, there's things about New York, obviously that we miss, um, mostly just friends though, you know, Uh, Vegas has phenomenal food, you know, Vegas has all these things that you can do. So we love it. It's great for where we are in our lives. It's great with two young kids and, and it is really great for what I do for a living, uh, and, and putting together an athlete camp and, you know, and having, um, you know, having our athlete family here. And then obviously in the future, bringing more athletes out and then, and then being able to run, you know, week long camps or weekend camps or CEO camps or this or that, uh, coaching camps, coaching mentors, you know, mentorship, uh, seminars, things like that. Um, it's, it's just a phenomenal place. Who doesn't want to come to Vegas for a weekend too? You know, it's it's a great, it's a great place to, you know, for, for people to come and visit. 
Yeah. Do you, do you use it? Do you use Vegas as kind of like a selling point for like future athletes and everything like oh, that? hundred percent. Yeah. Without question. And what's crazy is everybody that comes out here they're they have the strip in their mind and then they get out here and they're like, Oh my gosh. Like they see the, the beauty, they see the mountains, they see red rock Canyon, they see the weather. And, and it's honestly not that hard to sell. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. Yeah. You just got to make sure they go to a proper hotel like Ricky Garrard when he, the first time he uh, came here. Oh yeah, that was that was bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he that that you don't want to stay at one of those the Econo Lodge or whatever it was that he was in. Um, no, he's learned, and since then he's been staying in Airbnbs. So it's been a it's been a pretty good situation. For him. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. I can't yeah. imagine the horrors. I can't imagine like what he's heard at that place. Uh, it was pretty terrible, and the fact that we both came back from Dubai, we both caught COVID, so we were sick. So he had to be inside for like a week. And and I know, I mean, it was just a really scary place he was staying. So yeah, not not good. But his second trip here, right before the games, he loved and his and his girlfriend loved. Um, so it so it turned out to be a much better situation. Yeah. So um, with, with your athletes, um, obviously you have, you had two athletes go to the games, uh, you know, Alex Kazan and, and Ricky Garrard. So um, obviously like you're moving into all that stuff. Are you kind of like settled in right now to are you more relaxed than you were like a couple months ago? Yeah. I mean, this is definitely more of a downtime in the season for sure. Uh, you know, and, and it's kind of one of those things where, Hey, everybody took some time off and, and, uh, you know, now everybody's kind of getting back in and, uh, we've got some competitions coming up. We had the qualifiers obviously for, for Wadapalooza, Dubai, that type of stuff, but we've got rogue coming up. So I'll be mm-hmm. going down to rogue. Uh, and then <clears throat> after that, we've got Wadapalooza coming up this year. I'm, I'm, uh, I opted not to travel to Dubai, uh, and, uh, most, I think, I think maybe we had one or two athletes that did, that did the qualifiers, but, uh, in general, I think everybody chose to do Wadapalooza. Dubai's stuff. It's a tough trip. Um, yeah. you know, big, and I love it. Money. I had a great big, time, big but, money though. Yes, it is. And we had a great time, but, but, uh, Wadapalooza, we, you know, I helped to write the workouts. I was part of the programming collective this year. Uh, so, so it was really, you know, really cool to be a part of that. And, and, uh, you know, so we're looking to to have a ton of athletes competing down at Wadapalooza. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and you know, right now it's a cool it's a cool time of the season because we're we're having athletes visit. We're having some athletes that um, weren't part of Underdogs last year that are that are joining and, and and jumping on board and jumping on part of you know being part of our family, which is amazing. Uh, and we'll have some more that I think will will uh, matriculate uh, over the next few months, which will be awesome. Um, you know, and I think we'll have some big news coming out of the camp soon, which, which I think people will be excited about. Uh, and then, and it's crazy how, how time flies though, because before you know, it's going to be January and we're going to be in season, you know, yep. and then once that happens, it's, it's back to the, it's back to the grind. Man. Yeah. So when you guys like work, figure out like competitions and stuff like that. So obviously, um, with the whole Canada East and Canada West, like debacle, like they're not paying their paying their you know their athletes or anything like that. Yeah. Like now now do just like this year are you kind of like circling back seeing like okay you may want to go here so you can get paid compared to going over here. Yeah, that's a great question. I, we have an athlete who currently is owed money from Cam West, Ali Scuds, mm-hmm. uh, who I believe came in fourth and and that's a nice you know made a nice chunk of change. I think it's like four grand or so. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's tough, man. I listen. Uh, you know, the games, Dubai, even those places, they take a while to pay, but they but they pay. Um, you know, what I'm concerned about are the competitions that are saying, "Hey, like, you know, they 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 advertised this, you know, and now they're saying, "Oh, well, sorry, we we can't." You know, you can't do that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not it, it, it the the you can't just make up numbers and then depending on how many tickets you sell or you know et cetera, then you decide, oh well, we can actually pay you that. Uh, and and I think that that's you know ultimately, listen, those those competitions will be ruined. They'll never you know they'll never get people back to those. So yeah, I think without question, um, you know, you'd like to be able to take people for their word, but at the end of the day, you've got to really be careful. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm lucky enough to have been in this for a long time, and I've got a, a lot of relationships with with a lot of people that run these events. Um, you know, I'm I'm really hoping that that uh, the guys that run Can West, um, you know, come up. Uh, I don't want to say come up big. I just hope that they 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 stick to their word. You know, you can't like I said, you, you just can't uh, say that you're going to pay something and then not pay it. You know, otherwise there there'll be no competition. There'll be no athletes. Yeah. Uh, well, to be honest with you, I don't think they're going to be, there's going to be another next year for them. If they're yeah, already saying be, that. I'd be shocked. So yeah. we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I think European championships right now is, uh, you know, pretty much said they can't pay anybody. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we have a relationship with a couple of the athletes that were there, which, so that's pretty, pretty terrible. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something. I think two of the big things in the off season um, that 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 uh, the coaching that coaches like myself and some of the athlete camps really need to take a, a big look at is is uh, is the obviously the testing you know PEDs piece that which was such a big part of this past season, um, and then and then now this which has kind of come to the forefront, which is ultimately making sure that your athletes. Don't, uh, you know, get caught up in something uh, in one of these events that, that they can't pay them. Yeah. So um, with, with, with with your athletes, so obviously like you love your kids very much. Do you treat your athletes kind of like, not like your children, but like kind of like someone that you, you know, that you take underneath your wing to, you know, guide them and to make sure, you know, even like with like sponsorships or anything like that, like say, hey, you know, I can help you. This is like a good way for this, this might be a good opportunity. This, I don't think it's going to be a good opportunity. Right. Uh, so most of the athletes that I have, um, have outside management for, mm-hmm. for sponsorship, yeah. uh, wh- whether it's, uh, whether it's lab management or, or whether it's, it's Snorri at, at Balkan, you know, um, or, or, or others, you know, uh, you know, Benji who, re- who represents Alex and, uh, you know, there's, there's a few others there. Um, but in general, and I have great relationships with, with, uh, with the agents, um, and I'll give my opinions for sure. So if an athlete wants to know my opinion, I will give it. Um, but, but that's not my area of expertise. Uh, so, so I will obviously defer to those who are the experts, but I'll certainly give, uh, give advice. And, um, you know, if, if they want my opinion, I will give it. And, and on honestly, um, you know, there are some, some agents that'll ask me too, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm, and I'm happy to give that, that opinion, but to, to kind of like your, your former question, yeah, it's, it is like a family. I mean, I, I wouldn't say, you know, necessarily like my children, but in a sense, there's an incredibly strong bond there and it's mm-hmm. certainly not a business relationship, right? Um, yeah. You know, it's it's much deeper and much stronger than that. And and uh, I always say that when an athlete um, decides 
to go with with a coach, you know, and 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 puts their trust and their career, which is that which they hold dear, you know, in their hands. You know, that's that's a huge responsibility. And it's something that I don't take lightly. And and also you immediately feel this incredible bond with them because they 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 have, you know, it's obvious how much they trust you and how much that, you know, they, they, and, and you've got to come up big for them. You know, yeah. I mean, like I always say, uh, you know, I put everything into, you know, my, my coaching and my relationship, but, but really it's, it's to try to help them accomplish their goals and their dreams to help them maximize their potential. Um, and, uh, you know, the way that I look at that is, you know, and unless there's this, this incredible bond, unless there's this love there, you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, for me, then, then looking at it more of a, as like a business relationship just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I, I just happen to be a, a, an emotional person, a passionate person. And, and for me, I, I can't, I don't know any other way, you know, that's just the way that I work. Yeah. So is that how you make sure you like your, your athletes buy in? Cause if you're like showing your passion to them pretty much gaining, like, you know, with, with your technique I, and stuff like that? Yeah. I think they just, I think they can just see it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, I'm lucky enough, I think at this point in my career to have gained some visibility and, and, uh, you know, I think I would say it's like, I think the camera likes me because I wear my emotions on my sleeve. They, they yeah. love watching Kotler go b- bananas on the mm-hmm. sideline, you know, yep. like, I just think it's something that, 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 uh, but, but it's not, it's, it's genuine. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not thinking about the cameras. I'm, I'm actually that emotional and passionate and engaged, you know, and in the moment Yeah. Uh, and it just comes out. And I, I think some athletes resonate with that. And then I think there are others that don't, you know, I think there are others that, you know, um, you know, maybe don't want that, you know, and that's fine. Um, and, and there are many coaches out there that I think would be great for them but certainly not me, you know, like, <laughs> like, I think, I think that, that an athlete that gets involved with me knows the way that I am and understands mm-hmm. aside from just the, the knowledge and experience that I have from coaching games, athletes, you know, all the way back to 2010, you know, like I, I, beyond that, I, I think that, that the athletes that uh, decide to come with me and decide to, to go with underdogs, mm-hmm. uh, understand, you know, what we're about and what I'm about. And, and, uh, I, I don't think it's a surprise to them. Yeah. So, um, when you're, when new possible, like new athletes come into underdogs to kind of like test that, test the waters a little bit, what are some of the traits that you look for, for new athletes coming into underdogs? You know, I think the thing that we care about the most right now is just, is just, you know, being a good person. Like, Mm -hmm. do do you, do we, you know, are you a good person? Are you interested in being a part of something that's bigger than you? Um, You know, we, we're, we're at the, at the point where I think we've developed a culture um, that is competitive, but nurturing and compassionate at the same time. Like we want to have healthy, friendly competition, but if you're coming in here and, you know, you want to be essentially like the only, the only, you know, athlete, or you want to get treated a different way, then this, this isn't the place for you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we're, we're trying to, um, you know, really put together a culture of inclusion uh, and a culture where athletes can come and, and not feel, you know, attacked, um, but, but feel like they're a part of a family. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in some cases there, there are going to be some athletes that don't want that, you know, they're going to want to be the big dog and they're going to want to be treated differently. And they're not going to want to work out next to somebody necessarily. That's, that's not a top 10 games athlete, you know, maybe a, a someone who's a semifinals athlete or someone who's on the cusp of semifinals. Um, but that's not what we have here, you know? And, and I think, uh, I think there's room for all those different athletes out there, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just so happens that the athletes that we have in camp now are, 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 you know, really excited about that being the culture. Uh, and, um, you know, I think that there were some growing pains getting here, but I think that now that we're here, we feel very good about what we've created and we feel really good about, um, what our culture is, what our values are and moving forward. You know, we, we always say to an athlete, you know, don't, decide to come here unless you've come here and visited and seen what it's like for a week and, and make sure that you understand the vibe, make sure that, you know, you come and, and, you know, we're going to have a meeting with our athletes as well. If, if our athletes don't feel like somebody fits here, um, then, you know, then, then that person's not going to end up here. That's just the way it is. You know, we're, we're, we're at a point now where, um, you know, we have a great thing going and, and, and we want, we don't want to do anything to uh, jeopardize that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So when, um, when Ricky came in, when he first came on to underdogs, like what was your whole like thought process of like, all right, I got this guy. He's got like some serious talent. You know, I, I was a big believer of second chances too. So, um, what, what was your whole thought of, you know, Ricky, Ricky coming to underdogs? Yeah. You know, I just, um, I, I felt like where I'm at in my life, uh, and, and the type of coach I am, that I, I just, I, I felt like I could help Ricky and I felt like I would be a good coach for Ricky. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't going to judge him. Uh, you know, I think everyone in the sport was disappointed. Obviously I think you're always disappointed when you see someone who has unbelievable ability and they make a mistake and they do, they do something. And obviously, you know, you, you they listen, he, he paid his penance and yep, he absolutely. served his, his time. Yep. But the way I look at it is, you know, as fans of the sport and of, as people who love fitness, we were robbed of, of the four years that Ricky would have been able to compete. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any question that Ricky would have, I don't know that he would have beaten Matt, Matt, Matt's Matt. You know what I mean? He's Michael Jordan, right? Like, you know, but I think Ricky would have been really competitive and I don't think Ricky was scared. I, you know, I, I, I don't think Ricky was scared. Ricky's not scared of anybody. Ricky, you know, believes in himself. And so when, when, you know, when I had said initially that I would be interested in, in coaching him, that's kind of what I was excited about. I was excited about the, the prospects of, of him, you know, being able to, you know, uh, have this amazing redemption story and being able to reclaim his career. Mm-hmm. But also I, I felt great about like, like the values that I would be, you know, able to, you know, share with him and, and kind of implore on him. And, you know, I think, uh, I think right from the beginning, we hit it off and, and we spent time in Dubai and, and, uh, I knew right away that, that I was, my intuition was right. You know, that, that he was phenomenal and anyone who gets to spend time with him loves him. Uh, and has and has a, a a wonderful feeling about him, um, and there's always going to be people who who don't forgive him, and there's always going to be people who hide behind the keyboards and say really nasty things. Um, and there's nothing that we can do about that. Uh, and I'm not going to get you know I, I'm not going to get in a war of words with those people because you know at the end of the day that's what they want. Um, yeah. 
And, uh, you know, but I, I think Ricky proved this year that he is a world-class talent, um, you know, to be able to come back after, I mean, it was a 40 year suspension, but it was five years, you know, from the games mm -hmm. to be able to come back and lead for half the games and finish on the podium and do what he did. I, I think it was one hell of a story. I think it was, you know, one of the top, you know, two or three stories from the games for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Ricky and Roman were just these amazing stories. Ricky Roman, you know, Mal, obviously. And then, and then of course the winners, um, but but the fact that you had Ricky and Roman who were challenging Justin and, and they, you know, you had these three gladiators at the top just throwing heavyweight punches. I thought it was awesome. Uh, and I think I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if, if you see that again for the next couple of years with these guys, if they can stay healthy. Yeah. You know, um, or, or, their I, I think, or their visas can go. Or, or right, good exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but no, man, Ricky's been amazing. And, and uh, you know, I couldn't be happy with with uh, with what he's done and, and with our relationship. Yeah. So was he was he happy with uh, the placement that he got at the games this year? Um, I, I would say that he was happy, but not satisfied. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think anytime you finish on the podium, obviously, it's a it's a it's a great achievement. But when you lead the games for three days and then you give up that white jersey, that was hard. That was a that was a bitter pill for him to swallow, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for sure. I, I know I know him as a competitor. He definitely was uh he didn't want to give it up. And at the end, <laughs> yeah. at the end he felt a little bit empty, you know. Um so but 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 I think that's a great I think it's it's a great motivator. You know, you put that chip on your shoulder and and you uh and you use it as fuel and and like I said, I mean, I think you know the the most dangerous thing for an athlete is is to is to be satisfied. Mm -hmm. Um if you're satisfied, you're done in my opinion. Uh so so I think the fact that that he's still got that hunger in his belly, I think that's a good thing. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So um he's he's going to rogue too, correct? He is. Yeah. He'll be yeah. at Rogue uh, and I'll be there with him. And then, uh, you know, we'll kind of have a discussion about what he's going to do the rest of the year. Cause he has a busy season coming up. He wants to do, he's doing down under championship back in Australia with a team with uh, Matt Delugos and Colin Porter. Uh, and then we're deciding, you know, Dubai or, uh, or, or Wadapalooza. Um, you know, uh, I think it'll probably be Wadapalooza just because I think he's going to come here and then I think he's going to stay for maybe five months or so through quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, you know, but, but obviously that's a decision we'll make together. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I'll, I'll, uh, again, <laughs> lend my opinion. Ultimately it's his choice. Yep. But, uh, I, I have some strong opinions about it. So <laughs> I will, uh, I'll not be shy about that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not real shy when it comes to those things. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wish, I wish he was at Waterpalooza last year. I, I felt so bad that he got sick because I really wanted to see him, you know, just tear it up on that floor. Yeah, he was, he honestly, man, it was a, I, am happy i mean i hate to say i'm happy i'm happy he got food poisoning because he had no business competing he had lost he had lost almost 20 pounds from wow. COVID. yeah he his body was wrecked and he would have been a shell of himself the, a shell of what you had seen at dubai um and i think honestly it was like the universe the universe was like <laughs> we're giving you food poisoning to make sure that you don't compete because uh this is you know it, it would not be good for you this weekend to do that so yeah. um you know i'm excited to see him though and i'm excited to uh 
Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to have a great season. Uh, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. You know, he's he's a fighter. I always say to people, he's just one of those guys. You turn the lights on and he'll give you another like 20, 30 percent from mm-hmm. what you see in the gym. He just has this thing, um, you know, where some people like they they practice and you're like, wow, they're amazing. And they get on the floor and it's like the same thing you saw in practice and they're still great. You'll see him in practice and be like, wow, you're amazing. And then he'll go and do on the floor and then he's 25% better. And just like, where the hell did that come from? You know, (laughs) like that's just a whole nother level. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but he's just got that. He's got that thing. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm team Matt DeLugos. Obviously I got a roof for the tall guys because I'm tall myself. So um, he was really, really close at the granite games. Um, yeah. so what, obviously like with the pull up, with pull up bars and stuff like that, that's an issue. So, yeah. um, what are your thoughts on him for next year? And the other question is, have you, have you talked to CrossFit or any of those other competitions to kind of be like, Hey, is there like one area or like, can we just like raise the bar up a little bit and put pads down for the shorter guys? Or like, what, what can we do to make, you know, the taller athletes like more efficient instead of like dragging their feet or like, you know, pull-ups or anything like that. Yeah. It's been a big topic of discussion. Uh, and at the end of the day, I, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but at the CrossFit games, they had higher pull-up bars. Uh, so they already started to take action. I think you're going to see a change this year where at every major event, you're going to see some higher pull-up bars and some higher rings, uh, exactly because of what happened to Matt. Matt was, you know, within 12 points of making the CrossFit games. Uh, and, and, you know, if you point to the workout that was chest of bars and, and power snatches, the power snatches is, is is one of his best movements. I mean, he's uh, you know he's one of the best in the world at power snatches. I mean, we saw that during uh, during the quarterfinal event, the row burpee uh, power snatch event, yep. you know, where he where he did the touch and go one eighty fives at the end and basically just did a bunch of muscle snatches. Um, he he, I I don't have any doubt in my mind. If he had had a higher pull up bar, he would have made the games. I mean, he was hitting his feet on the ground. There were no repping him. He had to drop to like sets of threes and fours. But it is what it is, you know. And and uh, you know, I I know that he's really hungry to do so. I know that um, you know, that was a that was tough for him. Um, and and he needed some time to be able to uh, just kind of mentally and emotionally get over that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're in a good place. I feel like uh, you know, he's he's training really hard. He had a little injury he had to deal with after the last chance qualifier that that uh, he seems to be you know fully healed from. Um, he'll be doing a couple of, of big events coming up. Um, he's going to Australia for Down Under Championships, and then he's coming back. He's going to do Waterpalooza. Uh, but besides that, I know he's got his eye on the prize, you know, and and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna try to get him there. But uh, he's he's a phenomenal talent. You know, he's he's a six four guy in CrossFit, which is obviously you know kind of inherently a really really challenging kind of puts yep. him behind the eight ball. Yeah, but he's a great mover. Um, you know, he's got some home runs, which are essential uh, when you're that size because there are going to be some events that are are not your bread and butter. Um, you know, that are not wheelhouse workouts for you when you're six four. Uh, so the fact that he has some home runs is huge. And, uh, you know, we just need to continue to work on weaknesses and make sure that we're kind of, you know, bringing everything, you know, in the middle so that some of those lower event finishes continue to become higher event finishes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, th- I think he's going to do great. He's got a real bright future. Yeah. So um, he I know he's a big anime guy. So has he like kind of like showed some of his anime movies to to your kids? Have they gotten have they seen any of those 
No, I don't, I don't, I, you know, he, he, uh, he has a great relationship with, with Ivy and Jax. Actually, I think he, um, we introduced him to uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse through the Spider-Verse. Right. Yeah. I think he watched that for the first time with my daughter um, because she was obsessed with that movie. Um, That's not anime, but um, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And, uh, but I haven't seen, I haven't seen any anime. No, we haven't watched any together. Um, and he hasn't watched any with the kids, but I have seen some, you know, some of the t-shirts that he has, um, (laughs) you know, um, which, which are funny, but, uh, but no, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's got a great relationship with, with, uh, with Ivy and Jax. They love him. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I like, I love talking to him cause he's like such a cool, like relaxed yeah. guy and stuff like that. And so, and obviously like, like I said before, I always root for the taller guys. So, you know, you have to, you're, you're, gotta. you're even taller than he is. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. 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 I know. It's insane. Like, yeah, I, I walk into the gym and they're like, so we're not doing rowing and wall balls. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So. Yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you get a few, you get a few, uh, you know, rowing, you get wall balls, you get, you get rope climbs, box jumps, and then that's probably about it. Yeah. Well, my, so for the craziest thing, thrusters are my jam too. I love doing thrusters. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like right. I, I could hold on for a long time. So but, there you go. Yeah. That's pretty good. Especially yeah. for a six, six guy. Most, most six, six guys would be like, Oh man, thrusters. I'm, yeah. I'm leaving today. I'm cherry picking my workouts. I'm not coming today. Yeah. I just, I, I try to pick a work, uh, like a weakness and try to make it a little bit better. Obviously like it yeah. for right now, like being like 43, it's a little tough, like trying to find schedule to work out and stuff like that. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta make do. So, but especially with kids. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. But we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm, I'm lifting pretty good weights, so I can't complain. So there you go. Yeah. That's great. So three, three, three fifteen for a clean and jerk and uh, two fifty for a snatch. Wow. That's pretty fantastic, man. Yeah. That's great. And 43. So, yep. Are you competing? Are you doing, uh, just uh, competitions? I haven't had the chance yet. My engine sucks. Like I got no, sick. No, but I don't it's mean a... I don't mean CrossFit. I mean weightlifting. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm tr- like I actually had a a previous guest on. He's like a weightlifting coach, and he's been trying to nag me to to do a competition. But like I've been sick, and then like all this stuff keeps on happening. So I just need to work on, you know, being consistent, and then you know, then I'll yeah, do. You it. absolutely should with those numbers. I yeah, mean, I, I think you do really well. That's yeah. great. Well, that's what he keeps on telling me. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But, um, so we're getting close to the end. So I have some rapid fire questions, but they're not really, they're not really rapid fire. So you can take as long as you want. So I just, I just needed something to say for that one. So, um, so, um, do you obviously like being a business owner, you know, husband, a father, um, and even a coach. So what are your goals for the rest of the year or, or like even going into like the middle of next year? Um, it, it could be like either personal or business wise. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, business wise, it always, it kind of always remains the same. And that's, and that's to help my athletes uh, achieve, you know, their, their goals and, mm-hmm. and reach their maximum potential. Uh, as a business we're we're, you know, underdogs, I always say we're like the little engine that could, uh, you know, we're, we're only about 16, 17 months old, you know, compared to some of these monsters that are in the industry. You know, it's, it's tough, uh, but we're, we, you know, we're making, we're making headway and we're really trying to build things. And, and like I said, you know, we want to be around for the long haul. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm excited about the future. You know, we've got a lot of exciting things coming up, um, you know, for this season. Uh, and then, you know, as a husband, as a dad is, is just to try to be, you know, the most patient and helpful and uh, loving person that I can be. 
um, you know, it's not easy all the time, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've found, you know, I, I've honestly, as a, as a dad, the toughest thing is, is, is not losing your patience. You know, when you have young kids, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. Oh, yeah, to, very hard, very hard, you know, and, and I, and, and sometimes, you know, and then you feel bad because you get upset and you yell and stuff. And, you know, so it's always trying to, to, uh, to be a little bit better, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and remind yourself that, uh, they're kids. Um, and, uh, and a lot of the time they're, you know, that, that's what, this is what kids do, you know, yep. yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, yeah. so, so that, th- those are, those are kind of the, the, the major things. Okay. Um, what is your favorite book to read? What is my favorite book to read? Um, huh. Let's see. I would probably say, um, how champions think by Rob, uh, by Bob Rutella. Yeah. Is probably my favorite. Um, Matt, Matt's that was Matt's favorite book too. Actually, well, actually, who do you actually, think, who do you well, think introduced that to yeah, Matt? I actually bought it. <laughs> I actually bought it because I had too. So Matt asked me a couple years ago what my favorite book was. And I, I told him that I also, that, so I, I was a literature major in college. My, my favorite like book, um, is things fall apart by Chinua Shebe, but I haven't read that in a long time. I probably should. Um, but that, but that, that, that was a great, that's a great book as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably, probably how champions think. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so what is in your gym bag slash coaching coaches bag? Uh, honestly, the, the thing that I'm doing the most now is rock climbing. So, uh, rock rock climbing shoes and a harness and chalk. Those are the things that I, (laughs) I, I'm, you know, I, I, at the gym, um, you know, I do, I do a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, 30 to 45 minute conditioning imams, you know, body weight stuff, uh, you know, a lot of accessory work, functional bodybuilding type stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't do a ton of, I would say intense CrossFit workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just honestly, like time wise and, you know, body wise, like where I'm at after being an athlete for a lot of years, I think there, there's a lot of, um, a lot of kinks in the armor and ch- or say chinks in the armor. Yep. Um, but, uh, I, I really over, you know, since I moved to Las Vegas and I, I climbed a lot in college, but I've, I've kind of rekindled that, that love for rock climbing. And my daughter is a, is a, is an incredible athlete an amazing gymnast and an amazing rock climber. And the two of us go rock climbing a few times a week. Um, you know, whether it's indoors or outdoors. Um, so, I love it. I shut my phone off and for two hours I can, I can just, you that's know, awesome. uh, I can just go and, and kind of, it's so cerebral and, and, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's a phenomenal way to decompress and also a phenomenal way to, uh, to, to work out and train. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. So this one's a little, little deep. So, um, I hope you're ready for this one. So let's just say you're lying in bed. It's your last day on this planet. You have Mm -hmm. all your friends around your bed. How do you want people to know you as? Oh man. Uh, you know, I, I, I would hope that, um, I always, I always say, uh, you know, that, that the only thing that you have really is, uh, is, is, you know, your reputation and how you treated people and, mm-hmm. and how people feel about you, you know? Um, so it doesn't matter how, you know, kind of what you've done, how much money you have, all those things, if people hate you or you're an asshole. Um, <laughs> so at the end of the day, man, like, I hope that, I hope that the majority of people will, will say that, um, 
you know, that I had something to contribute, um, but also that, uh, that they enjoyed spending time with me and, and, and that, uh, they thought I was, you know, at the end of the day that, that they thought I was a good person. I hope so. You know, that's what I try to, uh, it's what I try to be. It's not always perfect, but that's yeah. what I try to be. Nobody's yeah. perfect. Nobody's no. perfect. So, all right. Very cool. So, um, where could people reach out to you if they have any questions about like underdog athletics or like coming to the gym or pretty much like anything? Sure. Um, my, my Instagram, uh, is, is at Justin Kotler. Um, you know, so they can, they can reach me there, uh, direct message me on Instagram. Uh, we also at underdogs athletics, um, you know, is, is one word on Instagram. Uh, if they're coming to Vegas, uh, you know, I would strongly recommend Camp Rhino, which is where we train. Uh, we don't own the gym, but that's that's where we train out of. <laughs> um, so if you want to come and get uh, get you know Carrie Pierce's autograph, that's that's where we'll be. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a phenomenal facility, uh, and they you know we love we love being there. It's a great home for us. Uh, but, but, uh, the, the easiest place is, is, is on Instagram, uh, you know, direct message, uh, me or, or us at, uh, underdogs athletics. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for doing this. I really do appreciate taking the time and actually learning about you being a dad, you know, business owner, you know, even like living life in Vegas and stuff like that. So th thank you for doing it very much for doing this. It's my pleasure, Tom. It's, it's been a real, it's been, uh, it's been fun being on with you. Awesome.